Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of The Love of the Star. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. Uh, now co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. And uh, we are joined by one of our old friends here on the Cowboys beat. Um, she became a trader this last offseason and jumped ship to a more winning football team, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's Brianna Dix, and you can follow her on Twitter, at Brianna Dix NFL. Uh, Brian, Brianna, great to be with you guys this evening. How are y'all doing? I'm doing great, Bobby. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm I'm exceedingly tired, little loopy at this point. Um, but but I, I I'm kind of catching a little bit of a an end of the day high from coming on here to to record. So I I think we should be good. Lots to talk about with the Buccaneers. Brian, how are you doing? Uh, you, you found your truck yet? For those who follow uh, us on Twitter, no, you saw no, Brian brought us got his truck stolen the other day. No, I haven't found my truck, Bobby. Thanks for asking. I'm Damn very it. popular, though, in El Paso with the Progressive Insurance Company. They're all big Cowboy fans out there, and they're really happy about our podcast. And they're really happy about our guests because we're going to learn about the Buccaneers. I tell you about what I see with the Buccaneers. This lady, she lives in the building with the Buccaneers. She flies with the Buccaneers. It's so good to have Bree on with us today and, and kind of give us a little insight about that that really good football team they got there in uh, Tampa, Florida. So, Bree, there's a, a couple things here about this Buccaneers team. I mean, uh, there are a few things we could talk about. A, a dramatic offseason with uh, the retirement, yeah. psych not really retiring, uh, <laughs> yeah. followed by the coach actually retiring, and and all the different changes there. There are the issues along the offensive line. I guess the the first thing we should probably catch up with, because it's the, the biggest, newsiest, most relevant item to right now, Bree, what's the latest with Chris Godwin? Is he going to be playing on Sunday, you think? It is going to be a game-time decision. So he didn't practice today, but during the week, um, on Wednesday, Monday, he was wearing the orange no-contact jersey, um, but shed the brace, didn't have the knee brace on, and he looks confident out there, but I think it's – and he spoke in open locker room today, but I think basically it comes down to A – 
How does he feel on Sunday? Because like he mentioned with ACL injuries, every day is its own. You know, how he feels today might not be how he feels on Sunday. And the Bucs are in a really good position with their receiving core. You added Russell Gage. You added Julio Jones. They're loaded. You have Mike Evans. So there isn't really a rush to get him back. And then B, what is he cleared to play? What what are the trainers saying? What does Todd Bowles want to do? And then combining that, and we'll see what, what ends up happening on, on Sunday. But he's making really, really great strides. I think every time he's out there and you see him cut, you see him run, you know, you hold your breath a little bit. But he's looking, I mean, he's looking great. And I think it would everyone's excited for the progress that he has made. Um, from the torn ACL and MCL, so we'll we'll see what happens on Sunday. I, I got I got to say I yeah. empathize with that though the fear of him cutting because we got Michael Gallup back in individuals yeah. on Wednesday, yeah. and literally I think everybody kind of winced just watching him cut the very first time because we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Right. But yeah, but to- totally the, sympathize the with great that. Great thing though too is Chris was saying in the locker room today that because his wasn't a no contact freak injury where he made that sudden change of direction and he just falls to the ground, that it was the hit to the knees through the legs by PJ Williams um, in week 15 last season that he's like, I don't have that fear element that a lot of players are going to have, you know, when you step on the field. So now he's like, when I take that hit, like I'm good, like let's ball. It's just that, that element of getting over that first hit and then he'll be, you know, he'll be good to go. Bree, this might be an unfair question, but you, like I said, you do such a great job of covering this team. Is do you know if it's going to be his decision? Is it a trainer's decision, or is it really both? That are they going to go out there and and you know and, and test it? Uh, but on uh, on Sunday, or are or you feel like that they'll have this decision made by say Saturday when they get on the plane? I think it's ultimately going to be a a collective decision. And Todd Bowles was even asked that today. Is it more of Chris Godwin's decision if he feels ready? Is it more on on you? Is it the trainers? And I think it's kind of a a little bit of both. But they're in a great position. So Chris doesn't feel like he's pressured to come back to really help this team. And looking in retrospect at last season – where they were in the playoffs, their wide receiver core was decimated. So he understands that it's more important throughout a 17 game season to have him through the brunt of the season down the stretch. So there isn't that rush now, if he's not feeling quite up to it or, or they want to have him on a limited snack count, whatever they're, they're in a good position either way, whether he plays or whether he waits week two, week three. There were a, a number of changes on the interior of the offensive line for the Buccaneers. I, I mean, a, a radical shift. In some ways, you could say they, they may have gotten better in some ways because, uh, you know, Shaq Mason is a very good football player. Yeah. Um, but but there has been a lot of turnover there. You've got Robert Hainsey kind of manning center right now. Um, you, you've got the rookie, Luke Gedecky. Actually, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. You, you tell me, Brie, what's the pronunciation on Luke? Uh, Gedecky. Gedecky. See, there you go. Luke Gedeke. That's but what we got But if it makes here. you feel any better, that's how I thought it was initially that's... and probably the first, like, two days. <laughs> Gedeke, I, I won't ever forget yeah. it now. Luke Gedeke, uh, the the yeah. tackle uh, from Central Michigan, will be starting at guard, the rookie. So so two inexperienced guys there on the interior, Hainsey yeah. and uh, Gedeke, and guys who are transitioning from tackle. These aren't even their, their normal positions. And yeah. Uh, I know Tom Brady was asked about it on uh, his podcast with Jim Gray that he does. And he had mentioned, you know, kind of talked about how, 
look, you know, you can't always expect perfection. You know, these are young guys, everything else, but I'm also expecting them to be really good. They, they need to be really, really good. But right. uh, what's the confidence level in that building right now in, in just that interior of the offensive line where a lot of teams, Mike McCarthy even kind of talked about it this week, feel like that's the way you get to Tom Brady is right up right. the gut. Well, and I think they they realize that and they've talked about it because I think externally that's what everybody's talking about, right? All the media members, the offensive line, the shuffle, that's where the focus is. But inside that building, they have the utmost confidence in in those guys. And I think with Luke coming in, he's a guy that primarily play, played right tackle in, at Central Michigan, but it was out of necessity. You know, they knew that he was that natural fit at guard, at center, with his ability to anchor and pass protection, but they needed that spot at right tackle. And he actually transitioned even at Central Michigan from tight end, gained like 95 pounds. Um, so obviously has a very, very small sample size working at guard. So the biggest thing for him and like, we have gone through many times with the Cowboys musical chairs on the offensive line is the transitioning from one side to the other. So for him, the biggest thing was, okay, adjusting like coordination and hand placement. And he was even told me that, I mean, he has seriously started writing like with his non-dominant hand mm -hmm. to help him. Like he has started mm -hmm. writing left-handed um, because I mean, he's like, it's literally like you're, you're throwing a football with your non-dominant hand. So he's having to adjust, you know, the hand placement, the coordination, but I think, you know, really throughout as he's worked on pad level as he's, they've gotten that consistency and during practice, you've seen Tom Brady, you know, grabbing, grabbing Robert Hainsey, grabbing Luke and working with all of them. And that he has that connection already with Shaq Mason. Um, I think, you know, they're in they're in a really good place at this point um, up front. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. I think one of my favorite matchups that I'm that I'm looking for is Luke versus Osa Odigizua. And then flip sided, Tyler Smith, your rookie versus Joe Tryon Inca of the Bucks. So. Wait, OK, when you so you just mentioned that, Brina, I'll let you expand on that. Where do you think this game will hinge? Because me personally, I kind of feel like you have two quarterbacks that will find a way to get the ball out quick enough to not have to make the offensive line be the factor in this game. I mean, right. it might come down to which group, and, and Bobby likes to say which kind of patchwork young group can pull it together. Me personally, I kind of feel like it's in the secondary. Which secondary – is going to be able to cover. You mentioned all the quality of the wide receivers with the Bucks. You know, the Cowboys in the secondary with, with Brown and Diggs and Lewis, we'll see with Lewis's health. It looks like it's going to be okay uh, as we get going forward. But where do you feel like this game could could very well hinge either way for the, for the Bucks or for the Cowboys? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Right. I I think regardless, I think the offensive line is going to be a big factor 
depending on how they're able to win those one-on-one matchups. But I think the defenses, the Cowboys, Dan Quinn comes back for that second year, but also for, for the Buccaneers. I mean, we have a lot of, I mean, you have Joe Tryon, that this is going to be his first year in that full-time role. Like you had, you know, they had JPP, they didn't re-sign him. And now you have him opposite of Shaq Barrett. And last year, you know, he was utilized more to maximize his time on the field as a rookie. So he rushed from, you know, the five technique, the three technique. He was an off-ball linebacker. He was doing all of these things. But then this year, he's now going to be kind of that three, four outside linebacker role. So he plays as a stand-up in for you, Bree? Is that really as a stand-up rusher? Okay, yeah. So, and he's been a huge bright spot for the Bucks throughout throughout the offseason with, you know, his quickness and kind of making guys overset to the outside, and then he wins on the inside. Um, and then also we have so many new faces in the secondary. We have Keanu Neal now. You have Logan Ryan. And I think that's shifted everything because you used to have Antoine Winfield that was more kind of that free safety with his awareness but now he's our slot guy. So he's been kind of roaming near near the line of scrimmage. But you have Keanu Neal that's got the skills as a box safety. You've got Logan Ryan, who's been um, as the – has had experience both at safety and both as the nickel, nickel corner. So I think for me it's how do all of these pieces work together and are they able to find that, that continuity? Because I think, you know, last year – the Bucks. one of the big things was the attention to detail. And that's something that Todd Bowles has stressed. You know, they had some missed tackles later on, honing in on, on the details and wanting to get more competition in the secondary than what they had previously last season and wanting to get some more speed. So now you have all of these elements, but can how can they work cohesively together? And during the off season, you didn't really see a set group of guys. I mean, they were constantly rotating in the secondary, rotating guys at the line. So it's how does the how does this form together? You know, Akeem Hicks next to Vita Vea, what does that look like? You have Logan Hall that's going to be rotating in as the three technique. So I think that's a lot of the question marks also because I think a lot of the the input has been on the offensive line because you have a new interior. We all know Tom Brady's. 45 years old. There isn't a lot of things that he hasn't seen at the line of scrimmage and he can get the ball out quick. So for me, the defense, there's so many question marks other than really, you know, the, the middle with Levante, Dave and Devin white, but there's everything else is a question mark. Who would you say if you had to pick one player, either offensively or defense defensively, the Cowboy fans need to think that this might be Tampa's X factor player. I, I, you know, as a guy that maybe is flying under the radar or, somebody that they you know is going to show up in this game on Sunday night for them. I would say offensively, I am going to go with Russell Gage. So Chris Godwin had a really big game against the Cowboys last season with his yards after catch. And obviously he's a question mark, but I think Russell Gage can be that guy in, in the slot that can really do damage and, you know, versus Jordan Lewis um I've, and he's had an outstanding camp I mean at one point Todd was like we haven't had anybody that can cover this guy mm-hmm. I mean in one-on-one reps his releases I mean he has been an absolute animal um all over the field you know beating over the top of the defense during practices winning on the underneath routes 
So I think he's going to be really dynamic. And then on the defense, I would say for us, the guy that I'm excited to see is Antoine Winfield. Whether it's him back at free safety or whether he's covering, um, you know, running back, outpacing them to the sideline or blitzing, he's he's had splash plays probably every single day more than anybody we've seen throughout the defense. So those are the two guys that I'm kind of looking at as the, as the egg packster this year. Three last question for you here. Uh, with C.D. Lamb, kind of the discussion's been about he he's a big part of, you, you know, he, he's really like kind of the only big threat that the Cowboys have in the receiving game, especially to push things down the field. Um, do you think that's an instance of Carlton Davis is just in his hip pocket following him around, or is it one of those things where if he's outside, Carlton Davis is on him. If he's inside, they're going to put Antoine Winfield on him. How do you see them approaching C.D. Lamb? I think they're definitely going to shuffle around guys. I think if he's outside, you'll have Carlton Davis, or if he moves into the slot, um, you'll have Antoine on him. I don't think they're going to specifically have one guy. And, I mean, they've said that over and over. We are going to have a ton of different packages. We are going to be rotating guys. And everybody has been cross-training. Everybody has been interchangeable. And I think that's one of the reasons why they love the versatility of Logan Ryan, of Keanu Neal, because now you have all of these guys coming in and that frees up Antoine to do all of these different things that they weren't able to do previously. Um, but also I'm interested to see if the Cowboys use, as we had all talked about, Tony Pollard more now that you don't have. Come on, Bree, you covered this team. You know better right. than that. But the, <laughs> the wide receivers at this yeah. point, okay, yeah. are you going to have – Tony more involved in in the passing game, and you guys have Turpin to do more of the the special teams. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting That's matchup. I, I'm excited to see this game. I'm ready for actual football. I'm tired of talking about uh, what what could be, and, and I'm ready to actually see a football game. And uh, we're ready to see you out of the the, the stadium on Sunday night, Bree, uh, for your little homecoming. Uh, Brianna Dix is a staff writer and reporter for the Buccaneers. You can follow her on Twitter at Brianna Dix NFL. Bree, thank you so much. Thank you, guys.